Welcome to the Live Lucky Podcast, where we discuss the lucky strategies that bridge the gap between who you are and who you want to be. I'm your host, Blake Suzellis. Get ready to face the worst of yourself, shift your perspectives, deepen your love, and broaden your wisdom to live and lead others in a lucky life. Welcome back to the Live Lucky Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. So today we are in our second episode of kind of the Living Lucky but also Living Limitless um, series for the year. I've, Like I said, you know, I'm working on reading a book every month and kind of giving you guys some updates on it and, you know, how it's affecting me and my own life and seeing what you guys can take away from it. Um, and so right now in the month of January here where I'm working through the book, The Biology of Belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton. And in the last episode, we talked about how he's a a cell biologist um, who back in the 60s and 70s and and 80s, he was making some really interesting uh, findings working with cells. And so um, in this next section of the book, he really starts looking at something that you've heard the word, I'm sure, Uh, epigenetics, and how that is such an amazing uh, new research area and and science that we're trying to understand. Now, one thing that uh, he goes into, which I thought was so fascinating, um, and and I I will even say that I kind of am adding some extra things to this just because from my own research, um, but he was saying that you know epigenetics really does turn the apple cart over even all the way to physics and the laws that we understand that guide our universe and and um i know that sounds like crazy and out there but but what it comes down to is you know um isaac newton he had this idea that everything is matter you know and these certain laws uh, help us to understand how to predict what's going to happen when we do things, you know. And so um, epigenetics is not following this Newtonian model, which is, again, why I think it took so long for research to catch up with what we were already seeing happening in real life. I mean, for example, I mean... I don't know if there's anybody out there who hasn't heard of somebody, you know, having some type of maybe a spontaneous remission or, um, uh, well, we've all heard of someone breaking the four-minute mile and, and all these things that seemed like that shouldn't be possible, right? And what do we about this year? What's possible? We want to understand it. And in the book here, he's helping us do that. So he's talking about something called quantum physics, which is a a physics that is not based on the idea that everything is matter, but actually that everything is not matter, that everything is actually energy, or even you could even say a wave. Um, And so when he's talking about understanding epigenetics, Uh, It's because the signal on the outside of the cell membrane, 
uh, it signals the cells, and we kind of talked about this in the receptors and the effectors, that then tell the genes how to create different proteins. And so um, one thing that he was talking about was working with endothelial cells. Um, but what from his research, he was looking at how uh, the protein receptors responded to histamine. And he broke it down. There's a, an H1 and an H2, you know, histamine. And when there was a toxic environment in these uh, Petri dishes with the cells, um, what would happen was the histamine would actually generate a, a cell response of protection and uh, versus the histamine that had a presence of nutrients or calmness, uh, and that created a response of actually growth and healing. And so this is huge news because it's the same exact stimulus but a different environment. And so um, that's really big because we, we always thought, okay, this gene does this and, and this is how this hacks. Um, but we're recognizing that there's more to it than what we believe or we had previously believed with, with Newtonian physics. And so, I mean, he does talk about some of these different things uh, in quantum physics, but I thought it was so interesting that I'm reading this book, sharing this with you guys, because just at the end of last year, the Nobel Prize for physics actually had to do with quantum entanglement. Now, this doesn't, there's not a, a straight line to exactly what uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton's talking about, but it is confirming and saying this, these quantum mechanics that in this quantum physics, there is a lot of evidence, obviously, enough to give these researchers who basically uh, mathematically concluded and had a proof that quantum entanglement exists, okay? Now, these are not, I mean, these experiments have been going on for decades. Uh, you know, the double slit experiment is not a quantum entanglement one, but that one has to do with uh, looking at things, uh, the kind of the basic building blocks of life as a wave, as a wave function. You know, kind of growing up, my, my mom, she's a, a homeopathic uh, practitioner, and so I always had this kind of understanding that everything has a, a frequency or an energy or vibration because that was what homeopathy was based on. And so this is something that isn't really new to me, but really deepening my understanding of it. Um, but the uh, double slit experiment, this is really interesting because they have this proton emitter, uh, I'm sorry, photon emitter, that shoots these photons which are just particles of light, uh, through these two slits, okay? So if you imagine, like, you know, putting uh, two slits on a piece of paper and you shine a flashlight, what are you going to expect to see on the other side? Like if you put are looking at the wall behind the piece of paper, you're going to expect to see two light lines, right? Because the, the flashlight photons or the light particles go through those slits and you see those lines on the wall behind it. Well, this experiment's been done over and over and over, and it doesn't always uh, end up like we think it will. And, and really what it comes down to is, I'm just going to kind of jump to the point here, 
we are recognizing the photons are waves and particles. And so in particle form, you know, that's how we see those lines uh, on the back wall behind the slits. Now, as a waveform, which, which what they theorize is when there is an intelligent observer, uh, like a human being or something, right, that is watching it, that's when it turns into a particle. But if nothing is paying any attention to it, the photon emitter actually creates a wave pattern behind the slits, not these two lines like you would expect. And like I said, this has been done over and over and over, and they've been trying to figure it out. And um, so they're basically saying that, you know, everything is a wave until it is observed, and then it turns into a particle. Which, again, in Newtonian physics doesn't make any sense whatsoever, right? How can you have one thing be two things, <laughs> right? Depending on whether we're observing it or not. And so, um, so anyway, epigenetics opens this door to the quantum realm because we can't understand epigenetics from a Newtonian physics model. It just doesn't make sense. Things are not possible in Newtonian physics that we're seeing in the real world. You know, I mean, firewalking is another one. I, my wife is reading this book called Dive and Breathe, written by the same author. But they're talking how, how divers dive 900 feet down into the ocean. Free diving. No, no oxygen, no nothing. Literally holding their breath up to 11 minutes, I think, is the world record. But diving down 900 feet into the water. These things do not seem like they should be possible, you know. Um, so anyway, we're seeing things that are very seem very impossible in the world uh, and don't make sense in terms of this Newtonian physics. So I know, you know, coming to Live Lucky, the podcast here, you know, you weren't expecting to hear about physics and everything. Uh, we've been talking a lot about mental health and physical health. Um, but I think to really help us understand what is possible... We need to understand what are the laws of the universe? What are the laws we're working within, right? It's kind of like if I want to play any game, I need to know the rules of the game. And this is kind of the same idea. That's kind of physics. We need to know the laws of the universe so we know how to play the game. Um, but, you know, there's a couple different physicists who I just were in. He quoted in his book that I thought were really interesting. <clears throat> but there's a John Hopkins University physicist, Richard Kahn Henry. He's, he quote quoting the universe is immaterial, mental and spiritual live and enjoy. Right. And so he's saying we don't live in this Newtonian physics universe where Everything is matter. He's actually saying it's not matter. It's immaterial. It's not a material world. It's an immaterial world, which is where the quantum physics, at least to our understanding right now, uh, comes in. Now, we may learn other things, too, and that's okay. Um, but when we're looking at the body and, and uh, we, in Newtonian physics, we think it should be very linear. You know, like this happens and this happens and this happens and it affects this. But in the quantum, what that looks like is everything affects everything. And so what he was also saying in the book, Dr. Lipton, was, you know, if we take a, um, a pharmaceutical drug to help, you know, I'm just going to use this as an example, our kidney, you know, 
it's not like that drug only stays in and works on the kidney. It goes through your digestive system, and it could be affecting a lot of different receptors throughout your body, not just your kidney. And this is the reason, at least he was sharing, is probably for the side effects that you experience when you take a medication for one thing, and it's affecting the receptors all over the body because it doesn't just stay and target one area. It affects everything. But we think, you know, well, it should just be A, plus, A equals B equals C equals D, right? Like it, this is a very linear way, but he's like, no, A affects C and D and B, and they all affect each other, and this is just how our bodies work. Um, so, and then there was another biophysicist who, uh, his last name was Weinhold, and he said, what are the forces that control the twisting and folding of molecules into complex shapes? Well, don't look for the answers in your organic chemistry textbook. So what he's saying is, you know, biomedicine, which is what we, our doctors, learn in med school based on Newtonian physics, are learning that, okay, you know, A plus B, or A equals B equals C equals D, and it just goes this linear way. That's what they're being taught, but in reality, it's not, it doesn't actually work like that. And so I was actually talking to my brother, who is a, a DO, you know, a, a medical doctor, um, and, you know, just describing, you know, Dr. Bruce Lipton, what he was saying about, you know, creating, you know, these environments around the cells actually triggering the different responses and the in the genes and how the genes tell the protein builders to build the proteins in the cell. And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. That is exactly how it works. And so, you know, the newer doctors, I think, are starting to understand a little bit more, but, you know, um, but the older doctors, and again, no disrespect, you know, we we need these medical doctors, and, and but at the same time, we're learning new things, and we're growing and understanding more, and so um, we need to be updating the education system, too. And so anyway, the, these are a lot of different things that Dr. Lipton was talking about. Um, but I thought it was really interesting because he was starting he he was starting to talk about hypnosis, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of interesting." Spe- specific- specifically, because I'm a registered hypnotherapist, and he was talking about you know uh, the mind and emotions kind of being energy and the body being matter, and uh, how the energy is actually a lot faster than chemical uh, reactions. And I just thought this was so interesting because over the weekend I also uh, got in my feed on one of the, I, I can't remember if it was Facebook or something, but um, it said that in CERN in Switzerland, you know, they have that hydro, hydro collider and uh, you know, they found uh, particles that actually go faster than the speed of light. And they've gone over the research and over and over and over. And they they said, we can't, there, there's no error here. We're going to have somebody else check it out, but there's no error. We are actually seeing things going faster than the speed of light, which again, based on Einstein, and you know, that wasn't possible. Based on Newtonian physics, that's not possible. But again, we're seeing things that don't seem possible, but are. Okay, so we're just working on updating our understanding of things. 
And so he was also talking about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. And this is where I thought was really interesting because, you know, the idea of our beliefs change our the way our genes express themselves. You know, he's like, you know, it's not just positive thinking that fixes your body. He's like, that is not at all what I'm saying. And, and I can't remember if I said this last time, but I agree 100%. That is not actually what creates a change in your ep- epigenetically in, inside the cells. And uh, because he was saying, you know, 5% of the show, your body, is being run by the conscious mind. Okay? Now, he called it your creative mind. You know, the thing that has wishes and desires and aspirations. And he says that's only about 5% of the show. 95% of the show is driven by the subconscious, which is stimulus, response, tapes, or programs, however you want to say it. And so um, it's like we have have these different uh, programs, you could say, that we have learned. And another way of saying this is perceptions that we often learn that actually will create our, our reality and ultimately our biology. So if we are not working on changing those underlying subconscious programs, then you're not going to see a change in the physical body, in, in your biology, okay? And so that's, again, where psychology comes in and you're working through all of these different things having to do with you know, control and responsibility and identity and fear and love and, and uh, relational strategies. And I mean, just all these different things in psychology to help you with changing your subconscious mind, your subconscious stimulus response programming. OK, because that is really where once we can work on changing the subconscious mind, that ultimately can help you change the environment and the stimuli that is going on in the body. And, and emotions, I believe, do play a big part in all of this because so often, and you, you've heard me say this a bunch of times, we feel like we are a victim to our emotions. But in reality, you can create your own emotional experience. You know, some of you guys, I, I do a Live Lucky Therapy uh, Facebook Live every single Wednesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time, 12 o'clock uh, Pacific Time. And uh, this past, uh, maybe it was a couple times ago, I had everybody kind of imagine having a, a, a piece of lemon slice in their hand and really trying to experience that lemon slice, you know, what it feels like, what it smells like, looks like, how, the temperature, how heavy it is, right? Just experiencing this lemon slice, and then I have you lick it. And you can almost smell the lemon and taste the lemon, and your, your jaw kind of tightens up and puckers up as you're kind of like experiencing this lemon. And then, you know, I have you look at your hand and realize there's no lemon there. But you created an entire experience literally out of nothing. There's nothing in your hand. So that is some way that you can recognize how powerful um, our minds are and how we can actually create experience within our physical physiology and in our emotions, right? I mean, we know 
if you get anxious, you could have a stomachache. So, I mean, like our emotions do affect viscerally our physical body, right? And so we do have the option, though, of creating the emotion we want to experience. So um, kind of fast forwarding a little bit here, you know, through through some more of the, the pages. You know, he was also talking about, Dr. Lipton was talking about, you know, cell... Um, cellular evolution too which i just thought was really interesting you know because he was saying you know these uh, from the uh, perspective of evolution you know we have these single-celled you know whether it's amoeba or bacteria whatever it might be that were all around the the planet and then they started getting together and creating multicellular communities that eventually led to how do we communicate to this whole community all at once and that is through the limbic system, through emotion. The emotion's communication signals the entire cellular community. And I just thought that was so interesting, you know, thinking it from that perspective. I just never thought of it. Um, but like I said, uh, I do think that emotion and understanding the emotions of the body have a big effect on creating the internal environment. So if we are only acting as the victim to the environment and only reacting to things versus proactively creating our beliefs and our emotions at the beginning of the day and kind of holding those through the day, then essentially we're already creating our experience. You know, I was, I actually, this past couple of days, um, or well, it would have been over the weekend. I had a two day coaching training with my Live Lucky uh, coaching program. And um, we were just kind of talking a lot about epigenetics and all these things. And um, I kind of walked them through actually some of the material we're talking about today and a little bit deeper as well, and had them do the lemon experiment and everything. Um, and, uh, that's also why I didn't get this episode, uh, recorded over the weekend and it's coming out Wednesday and not Monday. Um, but, uh, I am totally losing my train of thought here and I don't remember why I brought that up. So I'm just going to let it go. And, uh, well, actually we're about out of time today anyway. So, uh, we'll just go ahead and pause it there because we've got a lot more to talk about and I still have more of the book to read in terms of the, the biology of belief. But hopefully this is opening you up to more of a, a scientific understanding of you know what is going on in our bodies that allows epigenetics to be possible. And because that's our question of the year, we're focusing on limitless. What can we do to push those boundaries to answer that question of what is possible? And so uh, today, you know, we're starting to understand that the world is probably not this material matter-based world, that actually it's created through energy and waves and actually observation. So more to come on all of these things. I'm learning things and, uh, you know, kind of uh, hopefully you're finding this interesting and hopefully helpful as well. Um, but we'll go ahead and call it a day. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And of course, I'd love to see you guys on the Live Lucky Live on Wednesdays. If you do have time or even watching it after the fact, you can go on to Live Lucky Therapy 
uh, Facebook page and watch those. Um, but otherwise, I hope you guys have a great rest of the week, and we will talk more about living lucky and limitless next time. All right, have a great day, everybody.